You are now in tune to a 726 studio production. <laughs> yeah, let me stop my shit. Welcome back to another episode of Planet Josh. I want to start off by reminding you guys to hit that subscribe button on whatever you're listening to this on. And also, you know, for those on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and give a five-star review and leave a comment if you want to get a shout-out on a future episode. As for social media, remember to follow the IG page at underscore planet Josh underscore and hit me up on Twitter at J underscore Mamba97. I will place the links in the description to make it easier for you guys. So today I'm joined by a guest that I've been wanting to have on this podcast since I started it all up, you know, since I had the idea. So, and well, based on the title, you guys already know. Let me introduce you guys to Belizean American Pro Hooper, two-time champ out here in Taiwan, with one of those being the finals MVP, my brother, Charles Chuck Garcia. Welcome on, my guy. My guy, what's up, bro? What's good? How you doing? How you doing? Man, quarantine, bro. Quarantine life. I'll show you a little preview what I got going on. Yeah, man, that's what I'm doing. Nothing too crazy. Nothing too crazy. You know, nothing too crazy at all. Just get me out this room. Bro. <laughs> all right. Well, I mean, let's not waste any time. Let's get right into yeah. it. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Oh, man, like my brother just said, man, Charles Chuck Garcia, born live from Taiwan, back in Taiwan, two-time champ, Fubon Braves, ex-Fubon Braves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, highlight that part. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but uh, yeah, here with my brother. All right, so tell us more about your background, you know, your upbringing, that sort of stuff. Originally from uh, Los Angeles, California, but my parents, you know, Native of Belizean, the Belizean culture. Yeah. I'm familiar with that. Um, yeah, man, Los Angeles, South L.A., growing up in South L.A., man. It's either you rap or you play sports or you gangbang. So yeah, either one. I, I, I went the other route. I play sports, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, man, I was just, you know, basketball has been part of my life forever. I was put the ball in my hand at a young age, and I just fell in love with the game, bro. All right, since you mentioned that, when did you first really get into it? Man, shit, since I was, my mom always tells a story about me when I was in her stomach. I used to always get around, blah, blah, blah. And so she was like, bro, son, whenever, when you, when you was born, she was like, I put the ball in your hand and it didn't stop. I never played with toys. I never played, you know, none of the other stuff with kids used to play with. Never yeah. Sex like video games and stuff like that. I still don't play video games to this day. But yeah, bro, it was just a ball in my hand every time. I guess it's safe to say you were born to be a hooper. Uh, yeah, exactly. Born, born to be a hooper. All right, so while you were growing up, who was your biggest inspiration and why? Biggest inspiration was my pop, man. Listen, he's, you know, he worked hard and trying to, you know, provide his kids, my children, sisters, me, and you know, trying to be behind me growing up as well, which he was, you know what I'm saying? And um, the way how he did stuff, you know, it taught me a lot now that, you know, I started my own family. And so now to see how he did it, you know, I'm just trying to carry his legs, you know what I mean? And and continue what he started. Yeah, keep it and going. So, yeah, my father is definitely the biggest inspiration of my life. Yeah, for sure. Rest in peace to Big Charles. All right, so... um. 
around what age did you decide like okay this is what i want to do with my life you know like when you really start to take it like serious for real for real bro shit man probably like 18 years old oh just watching hoops with my dad bro i just wanted to all i wanted to do bro just play ball it was just like i wanted to when i asked you know kobe growing up in la big time kobe fan yeah for sure you know, school was really my thing. Yeah, you go to school. But it was just like, I, I'm, I'm going to school, you know, for who? Of course, you got to do the schoolwork, blah, blah, blah. Pops was like, you get your schoolwork done, you get a pair of coats. All right. Like, I bet. I'm going to get this done for sure. Yeah, I'm going to get this done for <laughs> sure. I always remember he surprised me with the banana, the all-yellow Kobe's, Kobe ones. Yeah, bro, that... I had all a pair of Kobe's too, but those were the ones I really wanted, the all-star ones, and he just, like, surprised me with them. I'm just like, ah, yeah. But, yeah, man, it was just, it was just, man, it was just in me, bro. It was just in me, nothing else. Nothing else was in me besides school. So what was it like, you know, high school balling for you? High school ball was always the underdog, always, always the... You know, how people look at Steph Curry come from Davidson and see how his career took off. It's like a little like Steph Curry in high school, you know, being being at Davidson when he was at Davidson. So nobody really knew me or they knew of me, but not knew me like these other kids, you know, that was ranked and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah, I didn't I didn't nothing that none of that phased me, though. None of that phased me, man. I knew I was I was always good. And uh, I just want to keep getting better, man. Back in the days, it was all ranked. Yeah. It was all about being ranked. You look online, you see these kids above you. So, like I said, nothing, none of that fazed me. But at the same time, it's like, shit, my name is not mentioned. Nobody know who I am. But at the end of the day, I'm still going to go out here and try to get at you because I need my name out there, too. Yeah, for sure. I just have to showcase my skills. You know what I mean? Most definitely. Yeah, they- they were more, you know, polished in their game. I was just at my, you know, I was just, you know, falling. Yeah. But I still look, but I still look good at the same time. So after high school, you went the junior college route before going to university. No, I went to Sacramento. I went. To, oh, okay. Uh, I didn't want to go to JUCO route. I okay. was being stubborn, you know. But uh, I should have come out of high school. But I went to Sacramento State. Did a semester, you know. College life, university, being 17, yeah. Then I went to Drew College, Diablo Valley, in the Bay. Then came back to Riverside, Southern California. Then went back up north to Yuba City in Sacramento. So I attended three junior colleges to attend Seattle University, touched D1 again, and took off. All right. For those of you that don't know about Seattle U, that's where Laker legend played Elgin Baylor. So the man went where some big footsteps walked before. What influenced you to get to Seattle University in the first place? The crazy story is I was supposed to go to the University of Washington. I committed to the University of Washington. Uh, it didn't fall through. So the assistant coach, Cameron Dollar, who was recruiting me, got the head coach job at Seattle, and I just followed him in the rest of the system. So after one year at Seattle, you averaged a little bit under 19 and eight rebounds, and then you declared for the NBA draft. Like, what made you decide, like, okay, now's the time to try and make that jump? The highlight of my basketball life. If I can go back, 
grow and change anything, I would because this is like a dream come true. That's key. Like, like I told you, I wasn't ranked. I never got that attention. That attention that I got in college was unreal. So I had to go. I had to, you know, get some draft. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't get drafted. Whatever. But I attended the NBA combine. Only certain amount of dudes get, you know, invited to the combine. Yeah. Yeah. So this was a big thing for me, bro. This was like, and I was making so much noise. They was comparing me to cousins, John Wall, you know, all the superstars that's in the NBA right now. So I had to go. There was no choice. I had to go. You know, even though I didn't get drafted, it was just a big accomplishment for me in my basketball life because I never got that attention. Before. Yeah, it felt like okay, okay, they're knocking on my door now. Right. So, um, like you said, you went undrafted, and then you ended up on different summer league teams throughout the years, and you spent time in the D League, well, now known as the G League. Um, you know, most guys there are just trying to make it to the league. It's a dog eat dog, I guess you can say. Yeah. So, like, give us an insight to like what that was like being in the D League. Uh, the D League was different, man. You know, it's basically on your own. You're a professional, but it's like other dudes trying to grind and get out of here too. But I'm a rookie, so at the time I didn't know what to expect or didn't know what was covered by what, you know. So I had to, I had to, man, just learn. I just had to learn and grow because it was different. You know, you're not getting paid so much and you shouldn't, you know, you just got a roommate, but you're a professional. So it's just like, I was like, oh, I'm a pro. Like, does it feel like it? Yeah, so at the end of the day, I'm like, all right, my first year, take it only. It doesn't last long. You know what I mean? At the same time, you know what you're grinding for. So that's all I look at. Stay humble through the process, bro. That's all. Even though, even though I was here, yeah, like frustrated, just like, oh, BS, I was just trying to stay, you know, level headed. In between your time in the D League, you know, you, you went there, you got, you went other places, like you were back and forth, sort of. Um, you started to play overseas. Um, what was the first country you touched down? Yeah. In Spain. I was in, uh, Spain. I was in Fuenlabrada, Spain. One of the best leagues outside of the NBA, the yeah. ACB. Um, big time, played Madrid, Barcelona. It was a great experience. I, I had my best game against Madrid in Barcelona. So I was really excited about that. So yeah, it was different. So um, how many countries have you been to throughout your career? Ooh, I'll say seven. Drop the names of these countries if you can't remember them. Uh, all right, here we go. Spain, France, Iceland, Iran, Korea, Japan, Taiwan. So um, I think... Pitbull has to give you that nickname, right? Because you're more like Mr. Worldwide, not him. Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> Shit, I call it. I call it being journeyman. <laughs> I mean, what have you gotten out of like being to these different countries? Like, what's something you've taken out of it? Humbleness, humble, remain humble, man. Don't take no granted. I go to these different countries, and I just see, you know, the youth. You know, look in America, how we spoiled. Yeah. We go to these different countries, it's like, bro, we spoon-fed in the States. You know what I mean? These other kids out here, these other youth, these other countries, they got to 
they gotta, you know, they gotta come up. They don't know how they're gonna come up. You know what I mean? So it's like I humble myself, bro. I'll take it all in. I don't think I'm above nobody or nothing like that. You know what I mean? I just, I just, you know, if I can't give back to the youth out here, I could. If I had, you know, the LeBron James money, the NBA money, I would definitely yeah back out here and start something. You know, just something. You know, to give these kids, you know, hope. It could be anything you want in the world. Because sometimes all you need in this life is, you know, just to see a little, like you have a little chance, you know. That's it, bro. All you need is that one person to believe me, guide you, and to lead you the way. And that, and you know, if I could be that one person to you, you know, these difficulties that I see, bro, I was like, that would make me feel great. I don't care about whether it's like, oh, tell you did. Nah, I don't, that would make inside of me feel good. So that'd be fair. Okay, so in the past three or four years, all of your stops have been in Asia and mostly in Taiwan, right? So um, how did you end up in Taiwan? Let's just focus on Taiwan. Um, you know, through agencies and, you know, word of mouth, basically. But stories about Taiwan, man, I heard about this like seven years ago, eight years ago. I was supposed to be here in my early career. I was like, Taiwan, like, uh, never heard much about it. But, you know, I regret it. I should have came here early in my early years. I would have been out here forever. Beautiful country, clean. It was like, you know, I've been to I've been to other parts of Asia. Yeah, Taiwan is it, bro. But yeah, you know, word of mouth agents and people, you know, refer you to the next man to the next. Shit, next thing you know, your career will take off in the country. And I've been consistent out here. So at the end of the day, why would I leave something that? What's that saying they always say? Why would it leave that's not broken or something? Yeah, I mean, was it? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Thank you. I just left five months ago, and I'm right back. Yeah, just like that. Full just like full that. circle, bro. Full circle. Crazy. So you started off with Taiwan Bank. And, well, based on my little knowledge of Taiwan basketball, Taiwan Bank is usually, you know, down there. Not really doing much. Yeah, for sure. So what was that like, you know, being on that lower tier team, if you want to consider it that? I didn't think nothing of it. I just, you know, even though it was lower level, we, uh, my first year with them, it was in first place. And I made some big noise for them. And so at the end of the day, I guess I needed that to be where I'm at, you know what I mean, to where I'm at right now. So me, I guess that was like my, my, my mark. I left my mark here. Man, you know what I mean? if it's one thing I... I've noticed throughout, like, I guess what it seems like throughout your career, you always just got to have that chip on your shoulder. Mm-hmm. No, I left my mark there, and, you know, the rest was history. So after Taiwan Bank, you ended up in... I went to Japan. Japan. I in Yokohama. I stayed there for three months. Came back home. My daughter was born. It was a blessing to see her for two months. Then came to Taiwan with Fubon. Won my first championship with them. Then I came back, went to the ABL, and boom. Let's talk about that ABL for a little bit. For those that don't know, ABL is like the like a regional competition that you go from country to country and play different teams. Like, what was that experience like? You know, usually you just go from well, in Taiwan it was just usually all the games would happen at one one city for a certain amount of weeks. And then now you go into this new league where it's like 
every almost every other game you're in a different country. Right. That was a good experience because I've never been to those countries like Singapore. We didn't, I still didn't have a touchdown to Vietnam, you know, Philippines, Thailand. Those countries are, you know, pretty dope. So, me, it was just amazing just to travel. Like, you know what I mean? It was just a blessing. Like, bro, I really liked it. So, at the end of the day, I took it all in, bro. I took it all in, man. And I enjoyed, you know, being in those countries what, in a short period of time. In the middle of that season, you know, COVID came around put everything on pause, you come back to the SBL, and I'm going to put my head on the block for this when I say this, but y'all was well on the way to be competing for the championship, maybe getting another yeah. chip, you know? Yeah, bro, we were because when I got there, we won like nine games in a row, and we was for sure on the way to win the championship because we had a, a nice, decent team with Pune. I remember yeah. one, one day I was watching the stats, I saw you, um, what, like, maybe three more assists for a triple-double? I'm like, damn, man, just tap that and get this triple-double or something, you know? God damn yeah. it. But then, you know, unfortunately. Yeah. You know, it was a tough time, you know, dealing with Pops and all that good stuff. But, yeah, man, it was – I was well on my way to win another championship at SBF. Yeah, it could have been back-to-back. For sure, for sure. So you go back home, you know, you have to leave before the season ends. Mm-hmm. having to deal with the passing if your dad and that sort of stuff. Then you yeah. come back again and you come back to Fubon. It's a whole new league. Yeah. Like, what was that like, you know, going into something that, you know, it's kind of uncertain, you know, because it's new. You don't know what will happen. Uh, sort of. I, I was familiar with Fubon, <laughs> but I didn't know. In terms of the league, I'm saying. Yeah. I yeah, I didn't know what was the outcome. I didn't know how the league, you know, three and four, two could play, one, six, so. It was different for me. At the end of the day, it was, it was basketball. <laughs> but um, it was um, a learning experience because, you know, most of the games I, I barely played. And so it was just, it was different. A lot of adjusting. A lot of adjusting. It was, it was, it was a different, it was a different vibe, you know, past year in the pre-league being with the block. So now, um, if I'm not mistaken, new team this year. New league once again. New team, new league, yep. And I saw this article. Well, all these articles are in Chinese, so I got to be hitting that translate button. But you're going to be the first foreigner to play in all three leagues out here in Taiwan. SBL, P League, and now the T1. You're, you're, you're so making... I'm going to be the first foreigner? Yeah, you're going to be the first foreigner to play in all three. Oh, shit. <laughs> that is correct, though. But that, Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, yeah, you out here making yeah, history. I left my mark. It just it started off with back in Taiwan. I just had to leave my mark in the rest of the history, bro. Yep. So what's your expectations for this new upcoming season? Win another championship. That's always the goal. Get, get another championship in all three leagues. So I want to be the first one in all three. Yeah, for sure, for sure. New team, new location. Yeah, right. Since you've been out here in Taiwan, it's always just been Taipei, Taipei, Taipei. Yeah, right, right, right. And then, well, last season, B-League having the different cities, you get to travel out yeah. a little bit. But now you're heading out deep down south. Deep down south, bro. What's your expectations just for the new environment? What's, uh, what you going to do? I'm already used to the culture in Taiwan. But, you know, for me, I just like, I just like walking the streets, man. I just like walking the streets and I feel comfortable walking out here. So, 
you know, get down there to see what's around. You know, I got, you know, when I was in Taipei, I usually, you know, I had my spots where I usually go wherever, you know what I mean? So just find a spot and chill. You want to get out the house and, you know, and, and meet different people. Yeah, for sure. You know, for about the Taiwan scene, like you mentioned, you grew up in a basically a Belizean household. Mm-hmm. And then because of that, you have your Belizean nationality as well. And then you played on the Belize national team back in 2018. What was that experience yeah. like for you back then? It was different for me because no disrespect to the Belizean culture or nothing like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm not a Belizean. You know, they gossip. So. <laughs> so, you know, hearing a lot of noise, you know, this and that, and, oh, he's a big, why he shoot the ball, and that, and that. So that was different for me because the culture didn't know, understand my game. And, yeah. You know, they think you go big man, you're supposed to do big man stuff. Like, nah, that's not my game. So for me, and yeah. If you judge me on my game, I'm, I have a mouth. Of course, I'm going to say something back. But at the end of the day, it was just like, bro, I came here for y'all. You know what I mean? My mom and pops, they, you know, they breed here. They, they, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. don't disrespect me, bro. It's like, you know what I'm saying? Just come with open arms and honor that you have a talented Belizean American on your side that's willing to compete, you know what I'm saying, with y'all. To, that's willing to go to war with y'all. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So for me, it was just different, bro. It was just, I had to go to my mom sometimes, like, mom, like, like this is, she was like, son, you coming? I'll be like, hell no. I'm not coming back to believe if, you know what I'm saying, if I'm going to keep giving this criticism. Yeah. I'm not good with criticism. You know what I mean? I'm going to say what I got to say. You criticize me or analyze me, I'm going to say something back. Yeah, you clap back. Oh, for sure. So, um, What's crazy is, so, like, for you guys that are listening, that's the first time I ever saw Chuck, and it was like, you know, you see a hooper and you see a lot of tattoos. It's like, okay, cool, dope. I was watching the games. I didn't look at it as, you know, okay, he's a big man going to post sort of stuff. I mean, that's just the normal Belizean way, right? But um, I remember, what was it, maybe a year or so ago, I was just re-watching one of those games, and I'm listening to the commentators, I'm like, they're saying, okay, why doesn't he go in the post? Why doesn't he? I'm like, how can you pass a comment on a player when you don't really know his game? You know, like, makes no sense. It's like if you're going to be watching dudes like who? Like KD. It's going to be, a, if you don't know his game, you're going to be like, why is this tall ass dude shooting three pointers? Because he's a bucket, you know? Right. It's as simple as that. So, um, while you were there, you were coached by a Belizean legend, if you want to say. Yeah. Yeah. He's a Belizean legend, period. Um, Milk Palacio, like, what did you gain from all of that? And also, you played alongside one of his teammates back in the day, Darwin Carter. Like, what was it like being around those vets? Getting knowledge from you. You know, Darwin is like asking, bro. I'm glad Darwin was right there in my corner because he was right there. He heard it noise. But just learning knowledge from him, especially Milk, you know, picking game from him, learning different tools, materials. Like, the learning experience. While at the same time having, like, you know, all that bullshit going on, too? Yeah, bro. But, you know, like I said, shout out DC. He was right in my corner every step away because he knew what was up. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, like I said, that's where I first saw Chuck. Then I remember I followed him on, on Instagram. And I remember that was, what, my first year out here in Taiwan. I saw this dude post a story and he posted New Taipei. But even before that, I had a... um. A guy I knew at school, and he was like, 
he told me I'm out of guy Ja. He was like, you guys want Garcia? Because he knew of the Belizean right. stuff. And so he's like, he's coming to town. I'm like, really? Then I saw you post up on your story one day, new Taipei. I'm like, damn, this shit for real. And man, you've been a real one since day one, for sure. Like, nah, likewise, brother. Like I say, what we going on four years already? Year four kicking up, yeah, 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 something like that. We going on five, I believe. Something, but man, somewhere around, somewhere around, here. something like that. You know, <laughs> this ain't this ain't Mac class, so we gotta worry about that. <laughs> so I grew up out here. I got cornrows now, so I got these. You know, this little thing going on in my head. I got braids now, different look. Have to switch it up. Man, this guy really coming back with a whole new vibe. New, new vibe. New team, new league, new city, new hair. God damn it. Everything yeah. new. <laughs> 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 now this is what? Year 11 for you. Year 11. What keeps you motivated at this point, you know, 11 years in? Uh, going back to my pop. It's got to feel for him and his legacy. Sure. You know, Charles Garcia, I got to carry that. I got to carry that. He carried it. But now it's like my daughter, well, my family overall, but my daughter is like, now she's talking. You know, now she learned and she knows, you know, when I'm leaving. She knows. She's aware. Yeah. It's really, it's just, I got to, I got to grind for her, man. I got to grind. Love to get basketball and just love to do so. I got to, I got to grind for her. It's not about me, though. I had my fun with my early ages, you know, playing the game. But it's not it's bigger than me now. It's about her. Yes, sir. So, you know, you know, every time I hear her, before talking to you, got on the phone, before going to school, yeah, I'm always emotional when I talk to I'm, I'm not afraid to say that. Yeah, for sure. You know, you know, I'm emotional when I talk to her because now she's talking. It's a, it's a blessing, though, to be a father. Of a, of a beautiful, I, I call her a hybrid because she, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, and got Belizean culture in her. She got a lot going on. She, she's a, she's a real <laughs> hybrid, <laughs> and but I'm just blessed overall, bro. So I, she's my motivation and, and she's my she's my engine. Keep you going. And since you mentioned her, um, you having to be in Taiwan, she's back at home in LA, um, you know. What's it like being an overseas hooper? Um, what it's like, if you're not professional, it'll be hard. But how about dealing with, you know, being away and all that sort of stuff? Uh, it, it's tough. Don't be wrong. It's tough. It's tough. Don't be wrong. Right? At the end of the day, look what, you, look what you're grinding for. I'm blessed. I just bought a home to pass some biggest accomplishment. Um, I got, you know, just supporting your, your people's around. Like, it's not about me no more. So, your pay is good. So, it's just like, all right, year 11, you ain't never seen them like, like, bro, I've been in the worst, worst situation. Like, I was in Iran, me and my lady, terrible. Korea, uh, whatever. So, going to these different countries, Iceland, going to these different countries, bro, this is nothing. Taiwan is nothing. You know, I'm built for this. You know what I mean? So I just keep myself motivated. I've been in the worst and worst situation. The reason I had to ask that, because I remember, what was it, last year back in the bubble, dudes were talking about, you know, it's tough being away from their families just for that month and what's not in the uh, bubble. Y'all boys getting paid millions of dollars unless they live in the States. 
you know. Because <laughs> I remember I saw like another overseas Hooper talk about it, so I just wanted your opinion on all of it. Yeah, nah, bro. Man, y'all getting paid millions of dollars and y'all still in the state. Yeah, we 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 get paid somewhat good, but we we not home to see our our loved ones every day like y'all. Yeah, for sure. Food, you know what I'm saying? Certain food that that you know certain players don't eat. You know what I mean? Shit. Who knows? You might be starving. Who knows? Different situation. You know what I'm saying? Certain day. I'm not trying to hear that. <laughs> we got it worse. Man, it's like what you said. Um, what you said earlier with the whole. Being back in the states, you see that thing like being spoiled and what's not. I guess you could consider the same with the NBA and overseas hoopers. Yeah, spoiled. Sorry, you know I'm a goofy at times. So I this dude putting on some random ass dudes. Ah shit. But uh, oh. but um, yeah, bro. It's just those guys make millions of dollars, like you said. So for us, we just gotta stay level headed. You know, we, we want in, in basketball, in your basketball life, you got a short career, too. Yeah. And some guy, let me say 11, at 11. A buddy, I know somebody just got retired after 10 years. I'm trying to push this thing to another 20 if I care. So I got a what? Another nine? Another yeah. nine in me? Yeah. So I got to keep going. I got to keep going. And, you know, I feel good. My body feel good. You just got to stay, you know, got to stay true to myself, stay true to the game. So, um, speaking about staying true to your game, let's touch on that for a little bit. We won't even ask what's your go-to move, because if we've seen you play by now, I think you already know. But yeah. but for those that don't know, let them know what's your go-to move. Hard left, spin back right. That man is a tornado. That's it, baby. I'm going to spin on your ass. And the pro- hard left and I'm spinning right. And the problem is, they know it. But they can't do nothing about it. It works every, it works every time. You know, so <laughs> another thing is that uh like a lot of people see you when you're on the court and and you be talk sometimes you're gonna be talking the hell out there. So um a lot of people probably look at you like, you know, you're this like overly aggressive person. Explain that side of you. It's competitive, man. Competitive side. Basketball is not a soft game. For sure. I mean, soft is just like, what are you doing this for? I have a competitive, it's my competitive nature. I have a competitive nature. I have, a, I have an ego in what I play. A big ego. So for me, it's, I'm just a competitive guy, bro. And, and I'm not talking shit to you just to talk to you. Yeah. I don't talk to you. But if you come in with that same energy to talk to you, like, all right, bro, like, are we hoping? I'm not trying to talk about it's cool. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and it's weird to me because you'll have some guys that talk shit to you in the after the game. Oh, what's good, bro? Man, that get your weird way to me because I'm not like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we were for it, I'm not going to acknowledge you off the court, bro. No, I'm not going gonna, gonna to have that same energy. Like, fuck you too, man. Like, don't come with that energy like everything cool. Nah, knock it off. Just don't do the shit, period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's how that's how my energy is. But I don't talk shit on the court unless you start, you know, that energy. But me yelling, being aggressive, that's just being me as a competitor. Two different things. Yeah, for sure. So um, that's pretty much it. But before you go, I got some 
quick fire questions. I want you to like just come straight off the top of your head. Oh, they got water, man. I hate water. Uh, <laughs> hold up, guys. All right. I don't know why this guy doesn't like watermelon, but he tripping. Yeah, watermelon is nasty. You tripping, bro. Man, I, I really want to. Man, I, I might just have to upload some of these these parts of this video. Why not? Ah, shit. All right. First off, I mean, this one should be an easy answer, but whatever. I'm going to still ask it. Favorite country you played in? Taiwan. All right. Who's in your pregame playlist? Which artist? Oh, good question. I'm a Wayne kid. I'm going to go with Wayne. Just straight Wayne. Straight Wayne. But I might blast some, like, future, some old West Coast music, too. But I'm just a Wayne kid. I'm- all right, all right. Top five players of all time. All right, top five players of all time. Go with Jordan, Kobe, LeBron, Haiti. All buckets, you're getting points for sure. Unstoppable. Um, alright, since you pretty much inked up, what's your favorite tattoo that you have? Uh, I have to say my daughter's name, my Michael Myers face. Got a couple man. God damn. You know what? Let's make this uh, let's make this easier. What's the this one right here my neck? My oh, yeah. Here, my neck. oh yeah. That shit was yeah. dope. But since we're on the tattoos, first tattoo you got, what was it? My, uh, my turn camera around. My Christmas gift, my mom. Chucky, that's the first one. When'd you get it? What age? Got it when I was 12 for Christmas. And I knew I was going to be inked up like this because I wanted another one the same day. God she damn it. Lunch. She used to give me lunch money for school, $5, $10. And I saved all that up. had like $120. And when got my second one, which was, I believe, her name, Viola. Sounds like your ass was starving back in those days. At the end of the day, I mean, I was young, so, you know, chips and uh, Capri Sun, I was good. Good to go. (laughs) (laughs) So I didn't really care about, you know, because I was going to go home and eat some shit up anyway. All right. And last but not least, um, what's your favorite quote? Uh, My favorite Whoa. Uh, Hustle and Motivate by Nipsey Hussle. It's real simple. Straight to the point. Straight to the point. Hustle and Motivate, baby. Alright. Well, that's pretty much it. And I know you're not much of a social media guy, but for the fans out there, where can they find you at? The fans, they could ask my brother, Josh. God damn it. Put me on the spot. Put me on the spot. They want to know. (laughs) Tell them to ask my brother. Kiss my chucks. Kiss my chucks. 36. Bam. Alright. I'm going to drop the link in the description. So y'all don't be asking me no questions. Don't be asking me no questions. I got no answers. Yeah, my page is open. You know, it's not private. How at me. Get that follow button. If not, I'm not sure. Yeah. Alright, well, bro, thank you for taking the time out, you know. Really appreciate you coming on. Yes, sir. Much love. I'm going to catch y'all on the next episode. Peace.